Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of Beer It Is and for ways to keep our podcast free for you. Boys and girls, once again, it's Tobias Wilborn here on Beer It Is. As we said earlier, shout out to our good friends at Blue Apron. You know what I'm saying? They help you with all the good stuff, the food to go with the beer. But some nights you won't need Blue Apron. Why? Because you're at Terrapin, the brew lab, at SunTrust Ballpark, and they have Fox Brothers Barbecue. But the barbecue is great. Don't get me wrong. It's dope. But it all starts to me with the beer. And the man behind the beer is Peter <laughs> Trapani, who I am here with today. Peter, what's up, man? Much. How you doing? Man, I am fantastic. So, typically we save the taster segment for later, but we're going to get right into it early. So, talk to me. We're going to start with this stout that you brewed. And by the way, guys, we're here at SunTrust Ballpark right inside, which is the cool thing about this place is if you want to come, you don't have to go into the ballpark. No. You can hang out, have a beer. Some beers that Peter made are also Terrapin beers. It's called the Brew Lab. Tell us what that is about, actually. So, the Brew Lab is the uh, small batch five barrel uh brew house inside of SunTrust Park. Um, the idea of it is to uh, be creative and to have some fun here, experiment. That's why it's called the Brew Lab, so we're going to experiment around with a bunch of different stuff. Um, 95% of the beers that we brew here are sold here in the stadium at the Terrapin Tap Room. Right. Um, so one is to be experimental. Uh, the second idea of it is that it's a kind of a pilot brewery and a way mm-hmm. to test uh, things out for Terrapin and Athens. Yeah. Um, up to this point, they have a 100-barrel brew house. Um, and they didn't have a way to do test batches and new recipes. Um, they were just going for it 100 barrels at a time. So now we can kind of uh, work out ideas here and work out the kinks before we commit to a large-scale operation. I mean, cause, look, guys, if you don't understand, 100-barrel brew house, that's a lot of beer. You have bright tanks that are huge fermenting this beer, and if something doesn't go right, you've made a whole bunch of it, and that could be thousands of dollars wasted mm-hmm. if a beer doesn't go well. But instead, here... People can come in, and what better place than right here in the Battery at SunTrust Park? People can walk in from their lunch. you got the Comcast building going. Now you have people staying at the Omni Hotel. You have people living here. And, of course, Braves fans coming for Braves games. Also, you have the concert area and all these different things. So this is a great place for people to come in, try beer, and give feedback. Yeah, to the, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about it is if you're coming to the Terrapin Tap Room, you like Terrapin beers. Um, so you already are a beer drinker if you're going to mm-hmm. be here. So it's a great way for us to get feedback and see what's popular, what new styles are kind of be popular. We don't necessarily have to follow a, a trend that's already set, but we can kind of see if we can create a new trend. And I think that's what I enjoy the most is, like you said, you can come in on any day. And so let's get right into it. We have some sample beers here that you brought out. We're going to start with the Southpaw Stout baseball, so yeah. Southpaw. Let's get into that. <laughs> yeah, Southpaw Stout. Uh, it's a foreign export stout, so um, an old kind of traditional uh, style of beer. Not a whole lot of breweries uh, make this style, but it's one of my favorite styles. It's you know, big, uh, dark stout, uh, fairly high in alcohol. It's, this one's 7%, uh, kind of right in there with the, the target ABV for the, for the style. Um, it's super dry, very roasty. Um, when you smell and taste it, it's going to smell like uh, uh, coffee or some mm-hmm. super dark chocolate. It's going to have a, a bitterness that's not from hops. Um, the bitterness is coming from that dark astringent malt. Um, yeah, so it's going to be dry. 
I, I'm really happy with this one. It's one of my favorite ones that we've made so far. Yeah, and so it'll have a little bit higher IBU, which is, of course, International Bitterness Unit, yep. in comparison to most, oh, what I call now pastry stout to me. Right, yeah. Yeah, so it does have uh, BU, but as you taste it, you realize that um, the, the, the bitterness is not hot bitterness. Right. The, the, the bitterness that you're getting is, uh, is, is from the malt, which is interesting. Yeah, it, it almost feels like you bite into like a that dark roasted chocolate and yeah, that yeah. malt and the barley. It is old school, man, and just one of the great styles of beer. So, tell me what's next, right over here. We got the that's the uh, I believe that's the Brew Lab IPA. I like it. Nice. Uh, so, uh, we've played around with a couple different IPAs here so far, and this one I kind of wanted to uh, kind of tip my hat to where I uh, came from, where I got uh, my brewing. Uh, Career started and I was in San Diego. West Side. Yep. <laughs> uh, grew up in California. Started uh, my brewing professional career in San Diego, working for a brew pub out there. Um, right as the West Coast San Diego style IPA where it was taken off in the uh, you know mid two thousands, the knots. Um, and so yeah, seven and a half percent alcohol. Uh, the hop characteristic. We use some newer hops, but trying to still uh, do that old school. Uh, Pine Out of the West Coast, yeah. yeah, it's pine notes rather than the you know a lot of IPAs these days are turning to just tropical, right? Um, so we use some uh, some Chinook, kind of an old school hop, uh, Simcoe, Azaka, and some Idaho Seven in this one. Nice, I like it. I mean, a little bit of old school hop, but a little bit of the new with the Idaho Seven. That's yeah. the yeah. hop that's kind of become in yeah. vogue. But yeah. I think that fits that West Coast style very well. And like I said, guys, you know we're here at a live brewery, so you know it's going to be a little action, a little people rolling and, and rocking and rolling, and going <laughs> at it, but. I like this beer and called it San Diego style. Really cool. And it, even with that, fits baseball. Padres yeah. are going to come in at some point, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's interesting because Tony Gwynn's son is a broadcaster and a brewer, yeah. so I'm about to get him to stop by, man. <laughs> nice. Nice, yeah. You know what I, what I also like about this beer is that it's dry. You know, a lot of the, mm-hmm. the beers coming out these days are kind of, they have a little bit more sweetness to them. And I wanted this one to be dry and bitter. Um, just kind of just a classic IPA. It's a bite. I mean, it's a, it's a real bite. Like, it, it punches you, but it doesn't yeah. knock you out. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you drink too many of them. Yeah, 7.5%, <laughs> so it could knock you out. <laughs> right. So, it's just, now, this is one of the beers that... Because typically for a ballpark, you kind of want to keep it a little bit low because fans getting a little rowdy. But yeah. this one's right at the edge, right? Yeah, this is right at the edge. Um, we actually try and brew. I One of my past years to make uh, beers that people are going to drink at a baseball stadium, mm-hmm. especially a uh, baseball stadium in Georgia in the middle of summer. Ha! So uh, drinkability is definitely uh, something that I aim for, as well as something that you can have more than one of. So uh, we are sampling the, uh, actually I think the three highest alcohol uh, beers that are on tap right now, but we uh, have... That, that's my fault though because I, I tend to like I tend to like a little high gravity in my life, um, but that's that's on me. Yeah, we got twelve beers on tap, uh, so there are you know nine other beers on tap, and they range anywhere from four uh, percent up to eight percent, and all the way all the spots in between. So no matter what's your style, what your target uh, alcohol content you're looking for, uh, you can find something that we brew here. And that was actually a big. Uh, uh, the goal for mine here mm-hmm. is that uh, you know coming from an old classic brew pub is you walked in and you were able to discover styles that you may not find anywhere. Right. You know we're not we're not canning beer. We're not trying to sell a gazillion barrels of each one of these brands. So it's it's we have the flexibility and you can come in. Maybe you've never had an English mild before, but you can come in here mm-hmm. and you can find out what an English mild tastes like. You can find out what an export stout tastes like. Find out what a doppelbach tastes like, um, and what it's you know hopefully what it's supposed to taste like or. Uh, we can describe to you anything different, anything devious. How we how we made a Doppelbach or something, but we we veered off the path a little bit to try and experiment. And we can you, you'll get that you get all of that here. And that takes us to the last beer we, yeah. we're trying. Yeah, this is the Bravator. Um, 
I love the name. <laughs> yeah, as a uh, the uh, the old traditional German Doppelbox. They all end in a tour, so we decided to call it Bravator. So, so uh, Celebrator and Salvator. Um, so this is our Bravator. Bravator and salute, yeah. man. Yeah. Tell us about tasting those. First of all, I mean this beer has a beautiful amberish color to it, man. Yeah. It's glorious. Yeah. Yeah, so this one, uh, this is the highest ABV one we have on tap right now. This is about 8% alcohol. Um, so this is characterized by its malt, not as opposed to an IPA, which is characterized by its uh, hop characters. Yeah. This, is, uh, this, this style is characterized by malt. It's going to have a lot of bready, biscuity, toasted qualities to it. Um, so it should feel like you're kind of literally liquid bread. Mm. Um, so big, malty, sweet, uh, maybe some caramel flavors in there. But yeah, it's uh, it's an old traditional German style. For I, I pick up a little bit of raisin, yeah. almost yeah, like yeah, yeah. like golden raisins. It, it, yeah. it, this feels like you said bread. I'm thinking like like not like maybe like but not quite banana bread, but yeah. like a nice little something out of yeah, the yeah, oven. It's got some sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it feels like holidays. It feels like yeah. a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of allspice. You feel good yeah. so the, drinking the style, this beer. The style itself uh, comes from uh, the the monks in Germany during the, the Lent season. Um, they uh, would take, uh, you know, vows to fast. Mm. Um, so to get their calories and to, to survive uh, the Lenten season, they got their calories through beer. Nice. So this style itself was brewed for them to to, to, to basically live off of for about 40 days. So. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? This is a beer I'd want to drink a lot of often. <laughs> but I can't get this beer only if I come here, right? Like you guys, Absolutely. And right, as of right now, you guys don't do growlers or crowlers out of here, right? We don't do growlers or crowlers out of here. Um it's a little bit of an obstacle being in, in the stadium itself. Right. But, so, uh, like I said, 95% of the beer we're making is sold here, especially during the season. Mm-hmm. There are, every once in a while, uh, uh, for a special event, we'll send some a beer out to a festival or to uh, a, a beer bar that's doing sure. something special. We'll send some beer out from here. But, yeah, Terrapin Tap Room uh, at SunTrust Park, that's where you're going to find these beers. That's where you're going to get a chance to taste them. And, by the way, guys, listening here on Beer It Is on the CSB Network, my name is Tobias Wilborn, here with Peter Chapani at SunTrust Park, Chilling at the Terrapin Brew Lab, and by the way, like we're sitting up here, man. Like we're looking outside. It's a little nippy, but the sun is out, and it's a beautiful day. You can come have this beer as you sit upon the patio, as you kind of watch people come in the battery. What's what's it like coming here every day, man? Oh man, it's amazing. It's uh, getting a chance to brew inside of the ballpark. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, our brewery, it's on actually three different levels. Uh, two of them are visible to the public. We kind of have, like, a little uh, storage area and office area down down in the, the catacombs of the, of the stadium. Right. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, I show up every morning uh, inside the stadium, walking by players in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah it's an amazing experience to be here. Um, and yeah. it's also amazing that, you know, the, the amount of people that come through here and get to try the beer is really exciting for me that I get to share it with everyone. Bro, you said the catacombs of the stadium. Like, look, look like, here's the deal, guys. So if, if you know anything about the brewing process, it's two levels. So where they grain and mash out is by the players' parking lot. Like, right across from it yep. is, like, Hank Aaron's parking space, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right it, next to our kegging line. So it's, like, literally, so, like, and when Hank Aaron, and he does come to some games, like Bobby Cox, that's where those guys yep. park, these legends of the Braves franchise. When they're parking, the first thing they see and they smell. Yeah. Are the, the the sights and sounds of this brewery? Man, it's got to yeah. be cool, man. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool having the executives come down and you know asking what what do you have on tap today? What's new? What are you guys working on? They're excited about it too. So yeah. it's it's been a great experience so far. And then of course Mike Plant, who's big wig here, he's a home brewer. Have you yes, guys have had a chance to talk with Mike? Oh yeah, he stopped by the brewery last week, and uh, he was. Last Friday, stopping in to see what we had on tap. 
Nice. Yeah. And see, because he's one of those guys like loves beer, loves just the industry, and a big part of why you guys are here. So all this co- thing, people collecting together yep. to make this whole thing happen. And other places where things are collected, here on Beard is on the CSPN Network, and somebody who helped us connect is Busted Tees. We're going to tell you about the good folks at Busted Tees, how to support the podcast, and when we come back from that, we're going to talk a little bit more with Peter, get his thoughts on what's coming next for the brewery, and do our six-pack challenge. Stick and stay, Beard is. We'll be right back. Real quick, let me tell you about the good folks at BustedTees.com. That is where you can order all types of exciting and fun t-shirts to support this podcast and help keep it free. So look, man, you can go on, shop at BustedTees.com. All you got to do is just go on CSPN.us or CSPN.us, click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link, click on the Busted Tees banner, then shop for your t-shirts. When you do that, they send us some bread. What we do with the bread is we buy better equipment. We, For me, I go to different breweries, and we talk about what this game is. So do that. Buy your t-shirts, support us, show us some love, and we'll show you love. Busted Tees through CSPN.us. All right, boys and girls, what's the game? My name is Bryce Wilborn here on Beer It Is. Shout out to the good folks at Busted Tees. We told you earlier how they help keep the podcast free. Do that and listen, get a lobby for me to get a t-shirt with the logo, get some gear. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Right now, we're here with Peter Chapani at the Terrapin Brew Lab in SunTrust Ballpark. And don't forget about the good folks at Five Brothers. Got some great barbecue. So tell me your ideal beer slash food pairing, man. What, what's your When you get off work, you had a long day, what beer are you getting? What are you eating? Oh, man, honestly, it, that changes constantly, and that's, what I, uh, that's why I brew <laughs> right. a wide variety of beers. Uh, as my old brewing professor said, it's, it's horses and courses. There's a, different, there's a different beer style for every day of the week, whether it's, it's August at a baseball game, you want something light and drinkable, or if it's the middle of winter, you want something, you know, a little, a little heftier, maybe a little dark. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think, I mean, when I think about beer pairings, I think about, you know, hanging out. Part of part of what I think is great about beer is that it's a communal thing and you get to share with a friend. So I think the best way to do that is, you know, getting a pizza um, and a pitcher of beer. Um, even better than that, having barbecue. Yeah, there we go. I was like, yeah, <laughs> trying to get you to plug your products. Because yeah, 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 no, like, you guys have, like, ribs, the smoked wings. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, getting the getting the uh, smoked wings uh, downstairs in the tap room. Um, yeah, no, it, it pairs great. And we got a several, couple different styles that really pair, pair well with that. We've got a, a English best bitter that's got this sweet, nice, malty flavor. Nice. Balanced by the hops. Kind of uh, those hops match up to the uh, the bit uh, the uh, the sweetness and the, uh, the spiciness of those wings, um, and it pairs well with uh, the smokiness on the, all the food downstairs. And that's got to be fun having an iconic brand like Fox Brothers combining with an iconic brand that Terrapin has become. You know, two Georgia legends, I would say, brewing here. Yeah. But you're a West Coast guy, so tell us where you started. Well, first of all, you mentioned school. Tell us where you went to school and how that kind of impacted your career. Yeah, I went to school um, for brewing specifically at uh, the University of California, Davis. Yeah. Uh, went to their Master Brewers program um, a handful of years ago, um, and it was an amazing Well, I took the handful of years ago. You don't want to tell y'all his age, man. <laughs> but he's a good-looking guy, man, so, you know. Single? Uh, no, no, I'm spoken for. All right, he's spoken for. All right, but anyway, still a handsome guy, so go ahead. But. <laughs> yeah, no, I had, uh, I had started uh, uh, brewing in San Diego. Uh, I was working for a brewery called uh, Pizza Port. Yeah. Um, and worked there for a couple of years. I knew that I wanted to go to school. Um, applied to Davis. They only take 40 people a year every year for the Master Brewers program. So I got waitlisted for uh, two years. Wow. So after I decided 
to do uh, to go into brewing, I had to go back to school um, and take a bunch of prerequisites. After I filled that out, then I was able to apply. Then I got waitlisted for a couple of years. So in the meantime, I had started working at Pizza Port. Was there for kind of their heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't know Pizza Port, um, while I was there. Um, you know, I wasn't obviously the head brewer, the, the brewmaster there, but I was just doing the grunt work, getting, uh, you know, um, putting in my time. But they won, uh, Pete Sport won uh, Brew Pub of the Year three years in a row at GABF. Right. There. So it was an amazing time to be there. Um, learned a ton. Went off to school. Um, and, you know, everything that you that I was able to learn on a practical basis um, with my hands on then finding, like, actually putting all the science behind it. Um and getting that formal brewing education. From there, I was, uh, went on to Sierra Nevada, um, opened up their brewery in North Carolina. Nice. Um, when I time I left there, I was the assistant brewmaster. I was running their uh, um, their uh, their brewery, uh, the the um, brew house. Yeah. Overseeing about twenty brewers, and then uh, an opportunity Ooh. came up here. Whoa! What size is the system over there at um, Sierra Nevada? Up it's there, a two hundred barrel brew house. That's big boy. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is large. Yeah, they're uh, for the. Uh, Mills River, North Carolina location, they, their mass capacity is about 750,000 barrels a year, depending wow. on their uh, wow. brand mix for that year. Uh, so that's, that's just that one brewery. It's still not including the Chico yeah, location. Chico, yeah, Chico location can put out about a million barrels a year of the, their max capacity. Bananas. Um, so, yeah, but then I got a phone call from a friend that said, I know of this opportunity. Um, you want to brew in a ballpark. And I, I jumped at it. I was, it was an opportunity to kind of get back to my creative side and, uh, you know, run a small brewery and, uh, yeah, just get, get to make the beer I want to make every single day. And that's what I, that's the, that's the best thing about coming to work here is I'm making the beer I want to make every single day. Man, so what's it like, by the way, you know, if you guys don't know, Spike, of course, is a friend of the show and somebody who's kind of done a lot of, but what's it like interacting with him? Because from what I heard, like, he's still very active and very hands-on. Yeah, yeah. You know, Spike, uh, Spike's very hands-on, especially in Athens. Um, you know, in some regards, we're very fortunate that he's been kind of hands-off. He was like, I want, you know, you guys to be free to do what you want um, and to, to kind of run wild here. Um, I love it. But that being said, he still has some ideas. He wants to run wild, too. And <laughs> so... Because, uh, like, when you, when you get to that level... But to come back and play on this five-barrel system, which, by the way, is one of the best small systems yeah, I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's fully automated. It's amazing. It's it's a beautiful uh, brew house, completely automated. Um, yeah, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous brewery. And uh, one of the just top-notch. No expense was, uh, expense was spared in putting it in. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, Spike, like I said, he, he wants to come and do creative stuff, too. So I love it. Uh, when he has an idea that he wants to see how it tastes and doesn't want to commit 100 barrels to it in Athens, then we can do that here. And so nice. we, we've done a couple different projects like that um, here already, but, you know, we got some more on the books. This last, you know, we just celebrated our first year of being open. We, were, we opened just in time for the beginning of the last baseball season. So the first year was about getting our feet underneath us, also, just kind of scratching that itch of being creative. We made forty different different brands last year. Ooh, that's a lot of beer. Uh, um, in the calendar year, so from uh, March until December, it was forty different brands. Wow. Um, so now we're kind of circling back around and saying, kind of going back and saying, which ones did we really like last year? Which ones were our favorites? Is there any tweaks we want? Do you know when we want to come back to them and tweak them? Uh, and then also, Spike's got some ideas. He's been kind of chomping at the bit to get into. So nice. We. Uh, we got, we got a busy uh, summer ahead of us. In summary, the grind don't stop, the hustle don't quit. No. <laughs> so tell me about what a brew day is like for you guys. Oh, man, we get in in the morning. Um, you know, the nice thing about not working in a, you know, a 
uh, 24-7 brewery is that, and uh, it's just me. I have an assistant, uh, Chad Martin. Um, Chad, Chad, uh, who, yeah. by the way, guys, just so you know, started working in the parking lots at Sweetwater. Yep, that's Worked true. his way up to Sullivan, if I'm correct. Yep. Yep. And then from there, it was kind of kind of, kind of of bumping at that glass ceiling. Nick Knox not going anywhere north. No, I'm not saying it in a negative way. Kevin McCurney, those guys, they yep. aren't leaving. Yeah. Um, he kind of ran into a point, and this was a great opportunity for him yeah, to yeah. come in and be an assistant brewer at a top brewery. Yeah, so uh, I'm lucky enough to have him here as my assistant. He's a... Uh, uh, we get in um, about eight thirty in the morning. Uh, you know, the day we're brewing, we mash in, and we gotta get everything in and done by the time the gates open for for the for the game. You know, oh, security right. starts clamping down, putting up partitions and stuff. So uh, we've got to we got to be cleaned up and out of the way before the crowd shows up. Um, so yeah, so we can crank everything out. We're well, done about I think gates open. Let's see for a seven thirty five game. I think gates open were like five five thirty. Yeah, five five thirty. Gates I think open at five o'clock for the Sandlot area, which is what, where we are. Uh, uh, where the brewery is located, so um, yeah, a nine to five day. It's as, as a brewer, it's a dream job. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty much nine to five Monday through Friday. We got coming on a couple every once in a while on a weekend to you know just temperatures on our fermenters or do a yeast harvest or something like that. But uh, we get to do the bulk of our work Monday through Friday, nine to five, which most right. brewers aren't able to say. <laughs> and then, like when the team is out of town or the season's off, yeah, do you brew a little longer or how do you kind of? So work yeah, we kind of uh, during the the uh, during the season. Uh, the uh, when when the team is out of town, it kind of gives us a chance to catch up. You mm-hmm. know, the beer flies out the door when obviously there's a game. Of course. So uh, the, you know they're here for a week. Braves are here for a week, and it's just depleting all the beer we brewed. And then so we're just trying to crank out as much as we can, and we're able to put in a little bit longer days uh, when they're on uh, when they're on the road. So do you get a chance to get feedback, or do you take it like is okay this so well? Or do you actually talk to the people as well? We get a chance to talk to some people. Um, the main. Uh, I know it gets crazy during games. Obviously. It does yeah. get crazy during the games, and uh, you know I try to stay around for games. Oftentimes, I'm trying to get out of here because it's such a madhouse. Right. <laughs> People are ready to party. I'm done with work. But uh, the truth is, is uh, you know some of the best feedback we get is from our bartenders because the people are talking to them. Right. So I take the time to go talk to our bartenders and say, you know, what was popular? What What are people liking? What aren't they liking? Also, uh, I mean, we're able to see how fast the beer is selling. So mm-hmm. that's that's a huge thing. We're um, in the process of trying to put together a formal response cards for. Uh, for customers so they can actually come in and fill out cards and let us know some real feedback, some customer feedback. So uh, we know what kind of styles they like, what they what they don't like, and uh, what they think of our beer. I like it. And another place we can give feedback is here on Beard is on the CSA Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn. We are here at SunTrust Ballpark at the Terrapin Brew Lab, collab, <laughs> with the good folks at Fox Brothers sitting on this patio on a beautiful day. We, we can see the folks from Fox Sports getting ready to set up. Jerome Jarinovich, that whole crew getting ready for pregame and, you know, got love for those guys. But right now we're talking about beer. And so then you mentioned that. I, I got to ask you. And it was so cool. I was at spring training this year. I, you know, by, by the way, you guys know when I'm not doing this, I actually cover the Braves full-time for the Mary Daily Journal, come other places. So I was at spring training. And I was at Lake Buena Vista, Florida. And I saw Chopskutioner on, and they were pushing it heavy down there. Nice. Tell us about that beer, how it came about, and how it became this thing. Yeah. So uh, this was uh, one of Spike's ideas uh, when um, when we started up last year. Uh, most people that know Terrapin know Hopsecutioner. Mm-hmm. It's their kind of their flagship IPA, uh, known for its higher alcohol uh, use of lots of hops. Um, it's, a, it's a great IPA. Yeah. Um, the idea. Put them on the map. Yeah, uh, the idea of Chopskutioner was 
uh, basically a smaller version of that that you could drink inside a, a baseball stadium, maybe have two instead of only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's lower in alcohol, about 5% alcohol, uh, but it's actually all the same hops and all the same malts um, as Hop Secutioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the little twist on it is they age it on uh, bat chips. <laughs> so we worked with uh, worked with the guys at Mizuno, got some bat chips, and so it's got a little bit of a wood characteristic to it. And uh, so when you drink it, you can get a little bit of a wood note to it. But yeah, so it's more it's a session IPA uh, aged on bat chips, smaller version of Hops Juicer. So if you see it, they actually just started canning it this year. So you just, they got these beautiful cans with the terrapin turtle. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you're going to see it in the market out there today. It wasn't supposed to get that big, though. It was just supposed to be something for the ballpark. Yeah. And it kind of is like one of the first collab beers but it just people liked yeah, it yeah no people loved it from the get go and they started brewing that almost immediately uh, in Athens because this five barrel system can't keep up with the, the, the demand for it it was just on draft last year in the stadium um and due to the success of this year uh they started to can it so now you can get it in four pack cans yeah. That's great. And it, it is a really cool 16-ounce can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Leah who sent me one. It's a nice-looking can, and it's a good beer, man. I mean, it's, it's sessionable, nothing crazy, but just a good, well-balanced, well-made beer. Yeah, absolutely. And then from there, we're going to take another pause for the cause, talk to the good folks at Amazon. When we come back for segment three in our final one, we're going to do our six-pack challenge with my man Peter Chapani. This is Dubai's one. Here it is. Stick and stay. All right, folks, I want to tell you about our good friends at Amazon.com. They have been with us literally from the start of this podcast and the start of the network. So all you got to do to support them, click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of our page at cspn.us, at cspn.us. From there, scroll down, click on the Amazon link to shop, purchase all the items from Amazon that you normally would. It could be books, music, electronics. Or for this podcast in particular, you may be a brewer, so you need some hops, you need some grain, you need some barley, some malt, wheat, whatever it is, anything in the world you can buy legally, they have it at Amazon. So for every purchase made on Amazon through our link, the Amazon, they send us some money. You know what that money does? It helps keep beer it is free and allows you to travel. So all you got to do. And you save some money, you support us, so and this is at no extra cost to you, man. So go do it. Amazon.com through CSPN US. Do it, do it, do it. Alright, once again, shout out to good folks at Amazon. They've been a part of this thing since the beginning. My name is Tobias Woolborn, the name of Marquis is Beer It Is, and we are back here at the Terrapin Brew Lab in SunTrust Ballpark with Peter Trapani, head brewer. Wait, you like head brewer, brewmaster? I mean, because you didn't go to Brewmaster College and you graduated. <laughs> How do you kind of feel about that? Yeah, me? I mean, the job I applied for is brewmaster. That's what the business card says. I don't know. I've always kind of been kind of humble about the titles. Like, it's not something I. Uh, I have, there are some amazing brewers out there right. that I consider true masters of the, of the craft. So uh, the fact that my business card is a, has the same title as them is an honor. So. Hey, and then speaking of honors, we're now going to get to the six-pack challenge and have some fun. So let's start from the beginning. All right, you mentioned, you know, being a brewmaster, how much honor. If you can have a beer with any four people, dead or alive, who would they be? Sorry, with any, with any what? Any four people. Any four people. Dead or alive. Oh, man. Uh Four people. Let me think about that one. I, w- I want to have a beer with uh, Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. Tell know, me why. He was a home brewer. Yeah. Yeah. He had a he had a little brewery there at Monticello. So, mm-hmm. um, 
so yeah uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, Winston Churchill ooh I like that okay yeah you know, I think right. that guy uh, enjoyed a good a good drink so he probably uh, I'd like to drink a beer with him as well um, yeah who else man um Now I'm struggling. Um, yeah, I think uh, Thomas Jefferson, Winston Churchill, um, Barack Obama. He had a, a home. You know, I had a feeling you were going to say that because yeah. he's a homebrewer as well. Yeah, yeah, he was a homebrewer as well. Yeah, so, yeah, two presidents that were homebrewers. Um, and then from Georgia, you know, Jimmy Carter. He was the one that legalized homebrewing. Nice. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have a good Jimmy Carter story. I'll share with you. Actually, I just went to church with him recently nice. down in America, Georgia, at a beer fest. But anyway, it's a whole yeah. other conversation. All right, so we got Jimmy Carter. We got President Barack Obama. Well, all presidents, except for Winston Churchill, who yeah. was over in England running things. All right, yeah. so we have these heads have of state. I have a theme. <laughs> we have these heads of state. I mean, men who have run things from different generations, different yeah. eras, all connections to brewing or beer. What are you serving them? Ooh. Man. That's question two. Man, I think that's a, that's a tricky one. I think... Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, I'd want to serve my attempt at something that they would be drinking in their day and time. Mm. So, All right, yeah, that's, that, this is where it gets fun. Okay. Yeah, I think Thomas Jefferson, I'd have to do some research, but, you know, what kind of beers were they drinking, you know, in that eight, in 1800? Right. Um, you know, what, what, what was he What was he brewing? What did he enjoy? Um, Barack Obama. I uh, I know he had that. Was it the the brown ale? He yeah. had the honey wheat also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, they, they, he had his two. There was two beers that he, they did at the uh, at the White House. Mm-hmm. I'd want to do my attempt on that. Okay. Jimmy Carter. He had his brother who was the brewer. He had the Billy beer. Billy right? beer. I yeah. Wanna, I want to. I want to brew. I want to drink a Billy beer with uh, with uh, nice. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. They're talking about bringing Billy beer back, but actually making it like really good. Because, yeah. <laughs> talking about like doing one in Americas and yeah. getting the brewery back going. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And then Winston Churchill, I want to, man, I want to drink uh, some ESB. I know you got to go ESB for yeah, Winston I Churchill. I want to drink an ESB in a in a in a pub in in England. Nice, Churchill, yeah. So there you go. So you got all four, yeah. and so I mean, it could be a nice because I, I would imagine if I had all four of those guys, yeah. I'd want to be a long evening. Yeah. So I would definitely <laughs> want to have each of the beers yeah, yeah. and kind of spread it around and show some love. All right. So now we got one question, one question, two down. Question three. Who is your beer inspiration? My beer inspiration. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to work under um, two amazing brewers um, that are really well regarded in um, um, in the industry. Um, Jeff Bagby at Pizza Port, um, and then Scott Jennings, who is uh, my brewmaster at Sierra Nevada. Nice. Um, they um, are both amazing brewers. Um, you know, having worked a long time and very closely with Scott Jennings. He is truly my inspiration. He, he just, both of those guys, um, they both, are, I think, are very like-minded in the sense that they really enjoy brewing traditional styles and executing them really well. And that's um, that it's kind of my inspiration every day is that can I brew a beer that meets up to their standards. Awesome. Question four. What is your biggest brewing fail? Ooh, man. Biggest brewing fail. Uh, it had to have been some of those homebrews when I first started doing homebrews. <laughs> There's some that did not taste good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's too many to count with the homebrews. <laughs> oh man, is there one in particular you could think of? It's like, I oh remember, my god! I remember was... my roommate and I we we brewed up some beers and we uh, um, 
uh, we had entered it in a homebrew competition. Nice. And uh, we got the little uh, write-up cards, the little report cards afterwards, and the judge just wrote, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the style was now. I mean, it was so many years ago. Oh, my I, God. I, I, the one thing I'll never forget is that the it said, nice try. <laughs> you know what's funny? It reminds me there's a brewery that's, that's finally really kind of getting it rolling, Blue Tarp, and they do a beer. It's called Last Place Stout. Okay. And on the label, it's like, it's finished 76th place. Out of seventy six, and but it's the same recipe. I guess they figured out how to brew it the right way. Yeah. It's actually now it's a really good beer, nice. but back then it was the last place stout <laughs> in this competition. So they kind of make fun of themselves. So shout yeah. out to that. All right. So then, question five: What did you learn from those fails? Oh man, I think uh, you know when they say this, it's not failure. This opportunity to learn. I, I I think I realized at that point that I definitely still had a passion about. Uh, a passion around brewing. I was getting really into it at the time that I was home brewing, and that I wanted to commit myself, but I didn't want to do uh, do a halfway job. I wanted to go all, all out on it, and that's when I said that I wanted to become a professional, and I want to go to school for it, and I want to know how to make beer the right way. I want to make a beer that it's uh, it's world renowned, a gold medal winner, rather than something that's, that a judge drinks and says, "Nice try." <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's like it's like the sports, right? Like yeah. the athletes, like all right. Maybe they didn't make the high school team. Maybe they yeah. didn't do this. But now it's like, okay, I want to come back. And then question six, final one. What is your favorite beer memory? Uh, my favorite beer memory, I would have to say um, back in 2012. Um, I was still at Pizza Port, um, and I was lucky enough that uh, uh, I put together this recipe for an oatmeal stout. Okay. And I was begging our head brewer. I was like, "When can I? Is there ever a chance that we can brew this?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, hold on to it. We'll get around to it." Uh, eventually, he was like, "Yeah, but we got a space in, the, in this calendar. Let's brew it." Um, we brewed it. Everyone loved it. Uh, came around to enter uh, 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 submissions for the Great American Beer Festival, and I was like, "Can we please enter this beer? Like, I think it will do well." And uh, entered it. Won a gold medal. Wow! Um, so being up there on the stage, Charlie Papazian. First beer I got, my first professional beer that I ever got to brew, um, that was 100% mine, and uh, going up there and Charlie Pays and putting a gold medal around my neck for that, that was something wow. I'll never forget. Did you just cry a little bit? Um, uh, I, I got choked up. I don't know. <laughs> the tear actually rolled down my cheek. I might have. I, I probably cried a day later when I got to finally process it all. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine just like, first one is like, how do you even yeah. go? How do you go from there? I thought about retiring. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the last thing, man, just uh, one bonus thing. What? What was the first craft beer you drank? You remember? Uh, Sierra Nevada Palo. Oh, oh, oh man, yeah. that's like the classic. Yeah. And I tell you what, a fresh Sierra Nevada Pale Ale still, yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, I, uh, it was something that changed my mind. Just kind of tasting that beer and realizing that they're that how flavorful and amazing um, the whole world of beer could be. You know, um, when you're younger, you drink a lot of beers that kind of all taste the same, and then tasting something completely different. And uh, I, that's actually what drove me so hard that I wanted to work at Sierra for so many years is that I wanted to be a part of that beer. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was a great honor that I, that I ever got a chance to, to, to work at Sierra and to make the beer that made me want to, that made me passionate about brewing in the first place. Wow. It doesn't get any better than that, yeah. man. I mean, that's yeah. like a perfect way to end. And then yeah. just tell people 
What's coming up? Anything people need to look out for over the next couple of weeks that you guys have going? Oh, man, we got a lot of great things coming out. we got our uh, Los Bravos Mexican Lager that's going to be uh, <laughs> out just in time for Cinco de Mayo here. I like it. Los yeah. Bravos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Our uh, latest rendition of Brew Lab IPA just got on tap today, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, our on-deck IPA, which was super popular here last year that we brewed. Uh, did our best to keep it on tap last year, but we uh, just brewed it again, so it is on tap as well. So, yeah, we got 12 beers on tap, so there's something for everyone. But I tell you what, guys, and they also, they'll still have the hits from Terrapin. They'll have Hops Executioner. Depending on when you come in, you get Wake and Bake cans. So they'll keep a lot of those beers. Hops Executioner is also here. And another another pro tip, Insider, the beer is a little cheaper in here <laughs> than it is inside the ballpark. And if you buy it in here, say you come in from the battery, say maybe you went to PBR or you went to Antico or Feed or wherever. You had some food, or better yet, if you're really smart, you have your food here. You get some barbecue, get some ribs, get some brisket, whatever you want. Then, have your beer while you have, and then when you finish, take a beer with you. Walk it out. On top of that, you can come back into the tap room and get a beer. There you go. So say if it's a rain delay or something, come in, back in tap room, have another beer, and, you know, save a couple dollars and get some world-class beer made by this world-class gentleman, Peter Chapani. Awesome, thank you. Hey man, guys, this has been Beard Is on the Season Network Game. My name is Bias We are out.